Hey, everybody. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? I, oh, I'm I'm intrigued now. Everything is going good. How are you? What is I? I'm okay, in, let I, me I'm get intrigued. this out of the way. This is not a regular episode. This we're gonna call this a quickie. You know, maybe this will be something. You know, when we remember something or just a funny thing we want to tell, we'll hop on here and do it. It's also a primer for an episode I want to start doing called the early years. When me and you would start talking about, you know, stuff, our early careers in the business when we were first starting. Yes. Now, <laughs> I want to bring you back to 2012. Okay. I was in film school uh-huh. and I had wrote this script called The Percipient. The movie yes. I don't talk about that much, about the haunted teddy bear. Yes. Now, this is how wet behind the ears I was at this time. Now, the movie did well. It got into some festivals. This little one in France you may have heard of called Cannes. You mean Cannes? There's another one called Cannes. Well, it's Cannes or it's happening. Well, no, it's happening parallel. Usually oh. some people, yeah, it's called can. Because or it's con. Like, I've heard it called con. Oh, I've heard it called tin can. Not no, con. I'm talking about the other. This was one. the short <laughs> section of it. Now, I don't talk about this movie much because I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. I signed paperwork I probably shouldn't have signed. Um, but the movie, that's a pretty big thing. You know, your first time at bat. Right. What a yeah. short doing that. That's pretty good, I think. Yeah, now, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. The issues with the script were it was a 30 minute short. Uh huh. Which now looking back at it like today for the new thing we might be working on. I was looking at a kid's demo reel. Uh-huh. 18 minutes and I was like an 18 minute short the hell <laughs> <clears throat> so I was just I was still in film school I had taken time off because you know I got to make a movie everything we were trying yeah. to do I did so I'm taking time off from school and I don't even remember what email I don't even remember how the guy emailed me, but somehow he did with his book that he wrote. <laughs> and okay. I found it, man. I have I didn't even know, remember the name of the book. So I just Googled the premise of the book. Uh-huh. Are we are you gonna tell us what it is? Oh yeah, yeah. The name of the book is Surviving Bigfoot and the Dixie Mafia. the guy was telling me it was a true account about him growing up finding bigfoot and his dad being in the dixie mafia and he emailed me because he wanted me to turn it into a movie now again (laughs) i was so wet behind the ears at the time i didn't know what to do you know it's not like We obviously didn't have a podcast then. Right. I don't even think I had an iPhone back then. No, I think I did. (laughs) You know, but I didn't understand the business as much as I do now. 
Right. But I was just thinking, I remember after it happened, it was all I talked about. How like, I think, man, I should have probably responded to the guy. I don't want to be on my deathbed. And the last thought in my mind, man, I should have made that Bigfoot Southern Mafia movie. <laughs> and I just, I found it, but I can't find the link to it. I found a Goodreads link. Yeah, that's, that's the only way I could find it also. Mm. And I just remember him emailing me. I can't even, I don't even remember what email address I had at the time. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but man, that was such a funny memory that I, it just popped and it was all I talked about for a while, but I guess I had just forgotten about it till last night. Wow. Okay. So here, uh, okay. So this was when in 2012, you said? Yeah. It looks like his book was published in April, on April 14th of 2014. By Smashwords edition. It must be a reprint because I remember it happening in 2012. Really? Yeah. Man. Wow. I I wonder, uh, and obviously now that now that we have our podcast, we should actually have see if we can try to find him. And you should <laughs> you should reach, <laughs> you should reach out to him and go, hey, I, I got your email. That guy you emailed a few years ago. <clears throat> it's all I've been thinking about for the past 10 years. <laughs> oh, we should add, we gotta we gotta try to find them, Eric. Yeah. This is we gotta try to find okay. So <laughs> you want you want one more? <laughs> yeah. So this was after I had made um Invoking, the movie that I made, edited, but didn't have the finishing money to put special effects into it. And I had learned a little bit more about how to promote myself and everything. Yeah. YouTube still wasn't a big thing yet. It was still in its, it wasn't like YouTube, you know, it was still. Well, let's, let, put this into perspective in 2012 and, and. The percipient was 2014. And in 2014, but in, in 2012 and 2014, right? It was, when did, okay. I mean, YouTube was just something that, you know, was, I think, just starting out. Yeah, it was there, but it wasn't, you know, what it is now. It the, is. the biggest Obviously, thing in yeah. the world, you know, you right. weren't making a career off right. of YouTube. And people were just throwing up like random videos, almost like America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah, it was like right? Family Guy clips were on there. You know, your family barbecue was easier to put it on there than to right. send everybody right. a DVD or a mini DV tape. Right, and we didn't. We were barely. We barely had iPhones, but not yeah. like what we know now. Yeah. Right. I like, mean, man. I mean, when you think about it, it's almost, this is weird to say, it's almost like the caveman era of iPhone and YouTube. And and yeah. really kind of like, you know, the internet was always been around since, what, 2000 some? Well, like, whatever Al Gore created it. 90, right, right. But, but nobody was as connected 
as they are right now because everybody had lives and stuff and doing our own thing and now everybody's just doing their own thing on social media and 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 YouTube now so but yeah, go ahead so That's this weird. email happened well I think it was a Facebook it was Facebook somehow this guy knew someone who knew me and he hits me up about wanting to work on a feature film with me and he claimed to know one of the producers of Paranormal Activity. Nice. Now, I knew all about the movie. So I was like, well, who? Because the first one, there was one producer. There was like <laughs> five people in that movie. And they filmed it in Odin Pell's house. <laughs> like, I don't remember her name, but one of the women who worked on it. No women worked on the or were a producer on the so I was like, well, it was one of the sequels. Oh, <clears throat> I was like, okay, let's see how far this can go. Well, what's and then my other thing to him was, well, why do you want me to help you? He's like, Well, you made two movies. It's like, yeah, but those movies don't really count. <laughs> so his premise was he wanted to do a found footage movie. Which, okay, uh -huh. cool. I like found, you know, found yeah. footage was the hot thing at the time. It was like late 90s to early 2000s, my favorite. Yeah, I made a movie in the 80s, but even during the promotion, I would say my favorite decade is the late 90s to early 2000s. That's when I was a teenager in my 20s. Hillsborough right. Road could only happen in the 80s because of the style of movie it is. Yeah, yeah. Then there was that weird period where everything was remakes of Japanese movies, of Japanese right. horror movies. Yeah. yeah. And Saw came out. And then right around there was that era when it was found footage and torture movies. Mm -hmm. okay. Torture porn, as they called it. <laughs> but found, I was like, okay, a found footage movie. I can work with that. Yeah. What's your idea? And he wanted it to be about a clown monster that turns other people into clown monsters after he bites them and i was like how would we do this in a found footage movie and he gave the classic line i don't know <laughs> now i remember in you know during in film school my favorite day was always pitch day i've always talked about that because you would hear the most outlandish things and this one guy had a pretty good concept but every time you know the class would ask him questions he would give the answer i don't know i don't know but really when you say that during a pitch i don't know what you're hearing on the other end is i don't care because you didn't put enough time into the idea. Mm. Like with me, <clears throat> I overdo things. I overanalyze everything. So if you were to ask me about any character and something I'm writing, I can give you an answer for that character. Hell, yeah. I can give you a reason why there's a transition in a movie to a five-second thing that if it's not there, if it's not perfect while I'm editing those five seconds, this this movie's not going to work because that one transition shot isn't perfect. It has to say something about what's going on in the scene. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's the first episode of the something something quickies. 
Um, yeah, thanks, everybody.